Hey guys, we're hey. trying out an intro once. A- oh, hey Mathis, good to see you. Um, we <laughs> really uh, wanted to evolve with you guys with this podcast, and so we took your um, constructive criticism and we made this episode shorter, almost half. Yeah, so, I mean, and it's a super different episode. So let us know yeah. what you think. Yeah. Um, so let us know via Twitter, hello and adieu, or also our Gmail, um, H-E-L-L-O-A-N-D-A-D-I-U at gmail.com. That's just hello and adieu at gmail.com if you get confused. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and please uh, rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, it helps other people find our podcast, and we would appreciate the mm-hmm. feedback there, too. You can also give us feedback on our Existential Spoon Facebook page. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so this uh, very different episode, we, we talk about our opinions on the Jungle Book up top, and then we talk a little bit of very interesting movie news from this week. And yeah. then we talk a little bit about uh, Taylor Swift and how and why she's so popular. We answer a question about mediums. What was the question, John? Um, if you could speak with a medium, what would you ask them, first of all? And then right. who would you want to uh, speak with from the other side? Yeah, which is a super interesting question. And then we finish off the show talking about method acting and the identity and spiritual repercussions, which is which it's is a huge awesome topic. Th- I hope you guys enjoy it. It's a cool it. conversation. I think yeah. it's a very new and like, you know what I mean? It's very vivacious. That's not the right word to use, but but it's, it's a really new. good word, so we're going to use it anyways. <laughs> right? <laughs> vivacious. We educated. Um, but I, I hope you guys college. enjoy. <laughs> I went to college. Um, but enjoy. Yeah. Hi, Mathis. Hello, happy Friday. Happy, well, it's Tuesday, Mathis. Okay, well, we're recording on a Friday, and I'm happy, really pumped happy about it because I had the Friday off. Oh, that's true. I did not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How was work? It was fine. We made it. We made it through. We made it. <laughs> yeah. It's a stampede. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so you had the day, can you tell um, our listeners why you had the day off today on this fantastic friday well you guys are getting this episode on a tuesday but this is a friday and this is the friday that the church of yahweh (laughs) practices their passover which isn't funny in and of itself but it's kind of like no it's just it's one of those things where it's like oh like everyone gets off christmas they give up get off you know easter thanksgiving and then there's those random ones like casimir pulaski day you have right um Thomas Jefferson's birthday, Martin Luther King Day, where you have off. You do not get off Thomas Jefferson's birthday. I'm just saying it's an example. Um, and so then you throw in. I think you're over-exaggerating, John. So then you throw in the Church of Yahweh, and it's kind of like, it's just kind of <laughs> one of those where it's like, oh, you, you got a day off for that? That's great. Well, for anyone who doesn't know, which is probably everybody <clears throat> listening, you know this, but... My company is co-owned, or not co-owned, but co-ran by someone who's Jewish. So we don't get anything other than, like, Christmas off as far as, like, the average American holidays. Right. But we get all of the Jewish holidays off. I kind of think that's amazing. Because <laughs> the mainstream <laughs> thing, it's all based in, like, the Christianity part. Because, you know, Easter and Christmas are all Christianity yeah. theme. And then you got the, the Jewish people that are like, you know what? No. First of all, <laughs> you don't get those. <laughs> we doing Hanukkah. <laughs> we doing spin the dreidel day. <laughs> you gonna get the Passover off? You gonna get the Passover? You gonna, You're gonna get the Exodus day off? <laughs> the Exodus. The day. Talmud. <laughs> the Talmud day. The Talmud day. Um, but that's cool. You had the day off. I was really jealous. I was gonna wait until I talked to you to ask you, because I wanted to ask you earlier today when we were talking. But I thought it'd be good for here, and now I'm explaining it, and I'm just adding time. So, (laughs) (laughs) oh well. Did you get to sleep in though? I mean, I did a little bit, but the thing is, with sleeping in, is that I knew if I lied in my dang bed any longer, like I would have done nothing with the day. So I was like, I'm not going to sleep in because it's not going to. So what does not sleeping in mean to you? Is that like eight? Eight o'clock. Yeah, good for you. That's like eight o'clock. 
Yeah, I'm definitely at yeah. a point where I I have to make sure I set an alarm. I usually don't set it mm-hmm. past nine because I know like if it's past nine, I'm like, I feel like I've done nothing. Exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, guess what I'm doing later tonight? What are you doing later tonight? I'm going to karaoke again. Stop it, <laughs> you scoundrel. I, I know, right? That'll be fun, though. It will be. Now I have. Uh, now I'm a professional because I went once. So, right. and I mean, you crushed it. So I think it. it's going to be a lot better. Crushed I did crush it. it. I um, it's too bad that the uh, the listeners didn't know a little bit beforehand, or I would have like said, "Come on you down, can send me a song, oh. and just <laughs> come on down, fly on over come to, to LA. the LA's." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm right here. I'm on if my you way. Come, I will give you a hug. <laughs> Um, I wish. I wish you were on your way. Right. I actually, I kind of want to tell the listeners that we're actually videoing each other for the first time. Oh, that's right. We didn't even we, mention that. Mathis and myself, we always just uh, audio call each other on Skype and then record it. Um, but now mm-hmm. we both have different mics, which allows us to kind of do a video thing now. So now we actually get to see each other, which is very... And believe me. They're going to know it's a different mic because I don't sound like Kylo Ren at the McDonald's <laughs> yeah, drive-in right. anymore. Um, I would like um, um, <laughs> two dozen uh, chicken nuggets. I would like Han to bring me some chicken nuggets. And um, a side of daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even hear what you said. Oh, it was so, dang it. It was so low quality. You were like, a side of daddy issues. <laughs> daddy issues? Yeah. Dang, that was a good joke Thanks. too, and <laughs> I totally missed Maybe, it. Maybe hopefully, hopefully by. the people heard it. <laughs> <laughs> so last night I went and saw the Jungle Book, and I only saw it because everybody was like, "It's amazing," and I was like, "What?" Like I this I was uninterested in, in this movie entirely, mm-hmm. and I was so blown away. Like I can't believe how good it turned out. Sorry. Why are you laughing? <laughs> When I gulped my tea, I saw my levels on my thing go. <laughs> so I get, I, I bet people just got a huge whiff of my gulp. So I'm sorry to them. Like, is there a whale in the room with them? Anyway, sorry, keep going. I just saw the the spike in oh the levels. Oh my goodness! I'll try to swallow oh my a little. I don't know if this whole, aggressively. I don't know if this video thing is a good idea. I know because it's okay. Keep going. I'm gonna be like, why is he losing his mind over there? Um. But yeah, I was completely uninterested except for my curiosity just kept rising and I was so blown away. The original like the animated movie is not that good. Like it's super two-dimensional, mm-hmm. it's super uh um, a lot of the Disney movies repetitive, back then were... discontinued mm-hmm. or not discontinued, disjointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think a lot of them aged a lot better and That's true. Uh, a huge part of that. I don't know if you knew this, but like production fell apart on jungle book like everything went to hell on it why uh creative positions leaving uh huge like financial issues uh it was just you know it just happens with movies sometimes but if you um if you watch a lot of the sequences repeat themselves later in the movie like um when he runs into the snake the first time in it it's daylight and the snake like tricks him and twirls him up and does the whole hypnotic stuff. And then it, later in the movie, he runs into the snake by accident at night and it's almost the exact same sequence. Like it's tons and tons of the same shots, oh. but it's all night looking now. And the um, the background plates, which if you don't know anything about animation, uh, the drawings are all animated or all moving for the characters and any objects that they might use, but the the plates are still, like they're just painted plates that are behind all of that stuff. A bunch of the plates in Jungle Book were taken from the Robin Hood movie, and they just threw them behind the Jungle Book. That's cool. So, yeah, when when you read about the production of it, it's kind of amazing that it even became a finished film. Because it like it totally fell apart, well, and it's like pretty much all CGI. Oh, are you talking about the new one or the old one? I was talking about the old one. Uh, I was talking about the new one. <laughs> oh, okay, that's awkward. So moving on to the new one. Oh yeah, that's yeah. It's almost all CGI. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell. <laughs> For some reason, it didn't look that impressive in the trailers, like mm-hmm. the animation. 
But when I was watching the movie, I was like, oh my goodness. Like, it is so good. Like, it looks so good. It does. And that kid's amazing for, like... He's so fun. Just walking yeah. around by himself the entire movie talking. I know, and I was watching nothing. him. I was like, I'm going to catch this kid not doing a good job, but he always did it. Yeah, same. So I'm like, he's talking same. to no one. <laughs> Especially, like, when the <laughs> elephants walk by. I'm like, I'm going to watch him, and I'm going to... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But he crushed it. And like you said, like you said, he was so fun. He like, was fun. If you've seen the original animated movie recently, he's like the worst part of the movie. Like he's such a terrible little kid, and he was such a fun kid in this movie. And he was like that, and all the other characters were written so well. You know, like they were so complex. Who, I was like, nobody's nobody's simple. Who was your favorite character? Same, actually, mine's the same as the animated movie. I have always loved Bagheera, and is that um, I think it's, what's his faces. That's the uh, panther, yeah. Kingsley? Ben Kingsley. Kingsley. That's who I was going to say. Really? Yes. Well, Well, why would you say that? He's very Aslan-like, you know. He's very majestic. Uh He's very um, uh, protective. I don't know. There's kind of like a god quality to him, in my opinion, Mm. because it's very Aslan-like. So, I don't know. I think that's why I liked him. He always, he just seemed very whiz, or whiz, wise. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. I also liked, um, actually really liked the mom wolf, Lapita. Yeah, she Nyango. was great. I liked hers. <laughs> Is that how you say it? Yeah, Nyango. Oh my gosh, oh my teach God. me. I will. <laughs> I'm so it's because I watched it. so many talk shows during when she won the Oscar. Oh, okay. Like she was on every show, and so they were like, how do you say your name? Nyango. <laughs> so. Nyango. That's how you say it? N- yeah. <laughs> you were yeah. gonna correct me, and you're like, oh, it, "It's it not worth it, white boy." Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I've always, I've always loved Bagheera because I've, re- I relate so much to him. Like oh. he's, he is such a rule abider. Like he is like, these are the rules. This is the way things happen. And all the other characters always get on his back. And I very much relate to the the guy who always is like, well, these are the rules. Like, this is what I have to do. Uh-huh. Like, this is what everybody does. This is the way things always work. See, I don't, I don't, I didn't really and see him as a rule follower. I saw him more as like a do what needs to be done type of guy. You know what I mean? Well, even at the end of this new movie, he kind of has to. He has an arc at the end. You know, he's like, he does. well, well, maybe, maybe things can't be done the way that I've always known them to be done. Maybe, maybe I let. Maybe I let Mowgli be Mowgli sort mm-hmm. of thing, you know? Trying to say that in the most, you know, non-spoiler way possible. Yeah. Yeah, I, but I yeah, really like, liked it. It was... um, And so scary, like, at moments. I really appreciated that. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I don't really get scared <laughs> with that. Right. I mean... They didn't... I wasn't... I wasn't, like... It wasn't like watching a, a horror <laughs> film, but when... When, um... What's his name? You know what I'm talking about. The monkey? No, when Edris Elba, like, oh, every time he came on. Yes. I I want to say she uh, or something. Yes, uh, Shara, no. Shere Khan. There it is. Shere Khan. We were so yeah, close. Yeah, every time Shere Khan showed up, <laughs> I was like, this guy is so scary. He is. Like, he was so unpredictable. He's like Scar. And... There's a lot of... <laughs> he is? Yeah. But but I, I felt like they made more of him in this movie and, than, and the, than they the had part before. with the wolf I mean, same cub with everything in this movie the part with the wolf yeah. cub when like they're all with him so good and then like the yeah. two leave and he keeps the one and just kind of looks at the mom like mm-hmm do something yeah I mean he, do something and he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't do anything either like he's just like yeah I could I could take control of this situation yeah and then and nothing happens and you're like that's tension that's brilliant I kind of liked was, how this is going to sound so stupid, but even though they were animals, I didn't see the characters as animals as I was, as I was watching it. Like, I never, like, really thought, like, right. oh, I'm watching a wolf talk, which could be very distracting, right. but I think for this, like, film, I was like, oh, these are legitimate, just supporting characters. Right. They're just friends. They're just... And they're sometimes the they're just people when you get to... Anyone. <laughs> <laughs> they're just people when you get so immersed. Right. And, I mean, like... I just, it was really hard for me to see King Louie as an ape because of the way they did his eyes. I was like, that's it was a very freaking... realistic. Yeah, I was like, that's you can a tell they spent all of their money on him. <laughs> <laughs> the, I mean, gosh, I'm blown away by how good the visual effects looked. Crazy. Yeah. 
And there was so much like swooping cinematography, and I was like, "Where is the camera going?" They're like in a studio. They're like in a closet. You know, it's <laughs> they're literally like in a giant closet. Yeah. So that was that was the one thing I saw this week. Uh-huh. Did you see it last week? Uh, I did. Yep. Okay, and then the other thing, the one other thing was that Game of Thrones. Yes. Came out. If you like Game of Thrones, say yeah. Week. Yeah. I just pictured yeah. at least twelve people saying yeah. Okay. <laughs> I hope it's at least 12 people. That would be amazing. Right? 12 would be a great number to go, yeah, in right? the middle of a podcast. <laughs> Hopefully they're, like, sitting in their car by themselves, too, like, on the way to work, yeah. and they go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You better, people. Um, yeah, this was definitely something I've been anticipating and awaiting mm-hmm. for so mm-hmm. long. I mean, obviously since June when the last season ended, but also because of the idea that the books are done. And we're in a totally new element where no one knows what's going to happen. I don't know. I was just, it's very much anticipated. Um, and I don't think it, let, and I didn't, Oh, I was going to say, I don't think it, let, it, I didn't think they uh, let us down. I know a lot of people did, but I thought they, that's what I was going to say. I was very impressed. And, and you're I didn't a tough know one that to people were upset impress until... with this type of, with this show in particular, because yeah, you're very with, critical of it. Exactly. And not in a bad way. I am. I'm but very, very critical, critical of it. Of it. Yeah, um, but I didn't even know people were, like, not into it until you told me. I well, was like, wait, what? Well, I watched, when I saw your text. I watched it with what me and my sister and my brother-in-law do is we FaceTime, and then we watch it. So it's like we're in the oh, same room. that's fun. And so once it ended, yeah. my, sis- my sister was like, eh. <laughs> really? Yeah, and I was like, what? I, that's <laughs> that's mind-blowing because there's a, a lot of – there's, like, five great moments in this episode. And my favorite is that, like, the first three scenes – all started with just like dead bodies. <laughs> like when it transitioned, Did, it was just another dead person like laying down. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I know the first one, and um, do you? We can go into minor spoilers. I don't. You think? No. No. Just okay. I don't think I'm so. trying to remember them now. I'm like, but it's okay. Know. We don't have to go into it. But I think that this season is going to be so epic. Go. Um, because I think now that they have free reign, I think they're really going to do what they feel they need to do to make it like an incredible show, especially because in the news these past few weeks, they've been talking about the ending of game of Thrones and how it's probably going to come within the next few seasons. And that with that, they're probably going to have shorter episode seasons for these last few. I saw that, but I'm very upset about it. See, I was at first too, but what I think they're trying to make them concise and like incredible little movies in each episode, you know what I mean? And so I think that it'll make them more accountable that each episode is going to be like super kick ass and like to the point right. and they're not going to do like what you don't like where nothing happens. You know, they kind of right. lead you on and they don't really fulfill anything. And so that's what that's I, that's a really good point. I hadn't thought about that, but the scarcity of how much they have left will definitely drive them to push harder. Yeah. And I mean, I, I feel like it can only get more intense because there's so much yeah. that's still looming. Um, exactly. Exactly. Um, but what are you most excited for in this season and maybe in future? Like what, what is it that you want to see in Game of Thrones? I guess I I don't know about the entire, like the rest of the show, but like what's really on my mind right now. And I thought it would be Bran. I thought Bran would be what I was most excited for, but honestly, I just think like there's really huge things coming for Sansa and I'm like, Hmm. There's just this there's this certain vibe to it that I'm like, this is going to be really cool. Yeah. And maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm not wrong, well, but I'm like, I think there's cool things coming. I wish I would have actually like read this thoroughly, but I saw this article where they went through how much they were trying to base the most important characters in the, I want to say it was the novels. It may have been the TV show, but I think it was the novels where they took how much certain people were talked about and there were three like most important characters. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was the books or the movies, and that kind of almost makes this irrelevant. So was Sansa one of she them? She was. Really? Yes. I'll try to find it, um, and then if I do, I'll link it to um, the website. But, yeah, it was, yeah, that, I was super interested. Be I want to see it. I think I, – I hope I'm not wrong. That would be so embarrassing. But I think I remember <laughs> Sansa being on there and being like, I think Sansa has a bigger role to play. Yeah. Um, well, and I think she's just now coming into it. You know, I think like, so, too. And she's Finally seen so getting... much. She's had like such. Yeah. She's had probably the biggest arc 
in like mm-hmm. where she came from to where she is now. Um, uh, that's why I think this I, poor I'm girl's so been married off so many times. Yeah, she's had to yeah. be like in the shadows, and now she's like finally stepping forward with that candle, that candle in the window, and she's like, "I am here. <laughs> I'm here." It's like. It's like she just had to, like, wait for her chance to finally be where she's at. Like, she just had to right. sit and wait and sit and wait, which is pretty much the Stark way, you know? Exactly. Like, they just sit around saying. and wait. Yeah. And I think she'll be that voice in the series of being like, yeah. we are done doing this. Power to the women. And then you have Arya that's, like, being all super oh, awesome gosh. in her own respect, so. Um, yeah, exactly. What would you say? Who are you most excited for? Definitely Bran. Um, only because when I read the books, he was my favorite. Um, I uh-huh. think people aren't as excited for him because he took the last season off. So people haven't, they've forgotten. So they've lost the hype for it yeah. a little bit. But his storyline, if that you remember, for me. his storyline is something that is, really Game of Thrones hasn't seen as much so far, and that's the mystical part yeah. of it. It's like this yeah. weird, it's almost like the spiritual element, the thing that's connecting it all. And Bran's the one like in the series that really taps into it. Um, and in the books, there's a few other characters that have similar um, abilities as him that I think mm-hmm. is what, and that's what I'm excited about for the rest of the show is to see who actually comes through um, with those abilities. Because a few in the books show that they have them, but we haven't seen what they can do with them yet. So, you know, I'm excited for that. <laughs> you know, honestly, if Bran had been in the last season, maybe I wouldn't have hated it so much. Like, maybe. Because even, even if you just cut to Bran for, like, two minutes an episode yeah. or every other episode, like, it just enriches <laughs> the entire episode. Because what you were saying, there's the certain – there's this magicalness to Bran's storyline where it's, like, everything sort of feels the same. And then you throw in a Bran scene and you're like, Wait, this there's show so is much something. that these people yeah. – Exactly. There's something else these other characters don't know about, like, very much so. And it's all undertones because especially with, like, the White Walk, we yeah. should move on after this because – People who yeah, don't watch Game of Thrones are like, I don't care. But like they've like done undertones with the White Walkers and like yeah. what they can do and their powers are so mysterious. Um I don't know where else I was going with that. But there's so many weird undertones. Like with the dragons, yeah. you know there's something else. With now the um the grayscale with like um Jorah mm-hmm. and those like stone people. Like it's just mm-hmm. everything's coming together and I'm getting so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, after this first episode, I'm like, okay, okay, I think I'm... I'm pumped. I think I'm into this season, and I was only going to watch it because of this podcast, and I was like, right. it's a good thing to talk about. It's very cultural. But now I might just watch it, because it, it might actually be good. It will. Positivity. Yeah, speak it into being. This will be a good season of Game of Thrones. Yes. Okay, do you have any movie news this week? I saw one that actually really surprised me. And it, I think it was yesterday. Okay, I think we're I think we're thinking the same thing. You know, we've done this several times, and it's never we been have. the same. This is the one, though, John. I know this is the one. Tomb Raider. Yeah. Oh yes. I hate it. Oh really? Yeah. It was a. It came as a huge surprise. I really thought that okay, it was going to be like. Before we keep talking about. Oh it, yeah. Uh, the, so the headline. If you've listened to our shows, you know our love for like Alicia Vikander, because she was in the Danish right. Girl. She won the Oscar. I was rooting for. I don't think Mathis cared that she won, but. Obviously, he won Kate Winslet. Anyways, moving on. Um, she <laughs> was did. cast as the new Ch- Laura Croft in the Tomb Raider reboot, which yeah. I had heard that Daisy Ridley was in talks, and I thought she, she would have made was. an awesome Laura Croft. And so I was like, in my mind, I was thinking, oh, they're gonna do this, you know, young, hip actor as like this reboot, which I guess Alicia Vikander mm-hmm. actually fits kind of, but now she's like in everything. <laughs> Like, I feel yeah, like every yeah. week I see another news thing where it's like, Alicia Vikander is in yeah. this. Alicia Vikander in talks for this huge movie. Um, mm-hmm. But why do you hate it? I don't hate it. I I think she'll crush it. I, I think the reason why Daisy Ridley was a good pick was because she is very womanly, but, like, she has a very strong demeanor. And Alicia Vikander is just such a tender soul. And I was like, she I is. don't. I don't see it, and I think the same thing. But maybe that's where they want to, what they want to do with the to, new reboot is kind of show the tender side, and then have her become right. this like. <clears throat> she just doesn't strike me as an adventurer, and I think the same problem is going to happen that happened to Divergent with Shailene Woodley. Like every time that Shailene Woodley does anything to do with action in Divergent, it doesn't look right. 
it, she's like not the she does not have the presence for it. That's true. You know, like when Jennifer Lawrence is Cadmus, you're like, okay, she's like she's in it and she's mean and she's like it's real. It's action. And every time you see Shailene Woodley with a gun, you're just like, eh. <laughs> can you hand careful. that off to you someone? You don't know how to hold that. Yeah, can you please give that to, like, Miles Teller or somebody? You really are going to hurt Or even yourself. Lenny Kravitz's daughter. And... <laughs> yeah, exactly. It. Even Lenny Kravitz's daughter can hold it. Zoe Kravitz, that's, that's her is. name. I was like, wow, that's so demeaning of us. Just, she doesn't even get a name. Yeah. <laughs> you're just Lenny Kravitz's daughter. <laughs> but, yeah, that I'm afraid about it. I mean, I want... Two things. One, I don't really care that much about Tomb Raider, mm-hmm. so I just I was like, whatever. And then two, I want her to surprise me, so I'm not like just gonna hate on it till it comes out. I'll be like, I'll probably see it, you know. Yeah. But yeah, that was the only other thing I saw. Otherwise, I don't think there was really anything. The other one oh. was another casting thing that came out yesterday for me. This. Did you see Will Ferrell's going to be Ronald Reagan in a movie? He, he actually dropped out. I saw that today, too. Did he really? Mm-hmm. Because Thank I, Jesus. I guess, I guess the Reagan family was not happy about it. I don't know what the synopsis was, they were upset. but I think it was something along with his illness or something. Maybe. Well, the dementia yeah, aspect I think he, or something. Yeah. I think, And I think it was a comedy. It was, yeah. So he dropped out because of the response. Right. It doesn't mean Here's, the movie won't he, be made, but... Yeah, um, it's poor. My poor thing form. is, I feel like I'm in hook. It is because that's what they say in hook. Bad form, <laughs> bad form. <But. laughs> my my thing is, is that I think it's okay to make fun of anybody. Like I'm okay with comedy and any subject. I think any we subject need comedy is, is good also, for comedy. Yeah. I agree. My one problem with it is that there is not a good standing Ronald Reagan movie. I can't think of any Ronald Reagan movie, and I think that there should be a great movie about Ronald Reagan before anybody's going to like poke a ton of fun at him. And maybe that's not a great excuse, but it just it just feels wrong does, because yeah. he was a very great president and I'm like I think the world deserves to be refreshed on like a lot of the things that he did um before we start making fun of his dementia. Right. Or like make a not not a parody movie, but don't put his name to it. You know, you can do that type of movie and be uh, you that, can honestly be a Ronald Reagan and just not say it's Ronald Reagan and people would be like I exactly bet that's you could Ronald be Reagan. a made up president yeah who is completely Ronald Reagan inspired I just think it's poor form to make fun of it I'm sure th- bad form hang on oh okay hang on testing okay we're good I got like this notif- this thing came up and I was like no my audio but it's okay <laughs> okay it was your thought if you want to just say the last thing you said again, you might have cut yourself off. Oh, I didn't, I wasn't even going to cut it. We can just keep it in. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was just the other thing that I wanted to bring up. I was like, man, two casting things this week that I was just not fond I, of. I don't think I've ever seen a Will Ferrell casting and then been like, nice, good fit. <laughs> good pick. Yeah. Good, good job, guys. Um, yeah, that's, that's also true. I feel like I just watched something with Will Ferrell. Uh, Talladega Nights. Yeah, it's, I do like Talladega Nights, but it's a I good mean, laugh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ronald Reagan is not a good laugh. No, <laughs> especially because <laughs> his wife just died, didn't she recently? Pretty sure Nancy Reagan just died recently. Yeah, Nancy Reagan did just die. Come on, guys. Bad form. Bad form. Dustin Hoffman and Hook. Anyways, let's keep going. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Oh. This happened a few weeks ago, but um, it's still mind-blowing, and we thought it would be a great topic. Um, so Taylor Swift is in this Apple commercial, and uh, I'm sure you've seen it. Everybody's seen it at this yeah, point, but she's in this Apple commercial, and she's listening to Jumpman by Drake, and she's running on the treadmill, and she falls. It's hilarious. She's singing Drake the whole time, but what's crazy is that the sales for Jumpman... Which is Drake. Drake is a huge. He's Drake's huge. a huge artist already. And he has so many good memes. I always see like does. the one where he's in like that huge sweater, and he's just like. Yeah, from uh, from the I don't Hotline know. Bling music video, that big sweater. I have no idea what it's from, but it's just him smirking. <laughs> well, so yeah, Drake is huge, and yet this song still 
had 500% the amount of sales. Like the the sales went up 500% after this commercial. That's crazy. And it, it, yeah, and it was this moment where it was like, okay, okay, Taylor Swift really does have power <laughs> in in the world. Like she has magnificent power. And what the John young, brought this up. Uh, you did. I don't you know were what like, you're gonna say. Well, John brought up the question of like, what? Oh, what is it? Like, why is Taylor Swift right this big of a deal? And we thought it would be a really interesting topic just to go back and forth on for I think for what's a little bit so of this episode. Unique about her is she's honestly not the best singer. I mean, she's mm. a good singer, but she's not great. Um, especially live. Um, so I think that's what made me question it. Like, what is it about her that people really get behind? Cause she's like up there with like J- Jennifer Lawrence in a sense where like anyone in any age group likes her. Yeah. Um, she reaches everybody. And honestly, I'm not sure what it is. I think it's how she treats her fans. Um, and I actually do respect her a lot for how she treats her fans. She like does, um, the thing that always gets me is during Christmas, she, like, sends gifts to her fans. Have you seen those videos? Yeah, Where yeah, I know what you're talking like, about. I don't even know how many she sends, but she personalizes them. She writes the letters um, and, like, really makes a lot of people feel special. And I think maybe those messages is probably what gets out and maybe what has propelled her a little bit. Um, I honestly don't know what else it could be. Yeah, I mean, her her publicity team just takes all of the best aspects of her and just puts them right in front of everybody's eyes. She's stylish. I I mean, that was a thing. She dated Harry Styles. I'm sure that... (laughs) Is that what you meant by stylish, or do you mean fashion? No, No, that was good, though. (laughs) That Um, was good. So I think she had some good timed public or publicity through that. I don't think she did it for that reason, but um, I don't know. What do you think? She might not be the best singer, but she's an amazing lyricist. Like, and she's an awesome performer. Like, she's an awesome performer. Yeah, and I think that the fashion totally takes, totally takes an angle, at least from like a, a visual intrigue sense. Like, people are very intrigued by her. Um, she evolves. But yeah, her music she evolves because her which, first CD from where this one, her new one was, it's completely one eighty, which I think is mm-hmm. what musicians need to do these days because you can't really do the same thing over and over and expect people to yeah uh, continue to, at least album wise um yeah they, yeah i mean like i was saying the the lyricist like in her is great but i think she also does come up with like her instrumentals like a lot of the times and i think that she's really good at that like with uh 1989 she she came up with a lot of the beats and a lot of the themes and the melodies. And I was like, that's, that might be an element of it. Um, and then there's, there is the, there's the evolving element, like you were saying, which I mean, could have gone either way, you know, like yeah, sometimes it, it doesn't pay off. Um, yeah. I don't know if you listen to, to Jake bug, but he did like a few, he did a few like folksy albums bug. and then he did a rap album and, Oh, it's girl. not it's not the uh <laughs> not the right move, you know. I mean, granted, I think that uh Taylor was able to keep a lot of her essence, you know what I mean? Like right. from going very country to kind of country, kind of pop to full pop, you know. Yeah. Like it still sounds like Taylor Swift music. It does. Yeah. Um it's crazy. Yeah, she's an anomaly in my mind. And to some degree, you almost can't put a, um, you can't put a reason to it for some of these things because, like the, the way that culture works is that things just happen, and you're like, how did that happen? It just happened. And sometimes people just fill a need that our culture has. Yeah. And it's like they fit the mold to like a bunch of different paths, and so like whatever people need, they get from her. I don't know. And she probably yeah. filled that somehow. Um, we must I have think not, we must she have been lacking. Ha- yeah. Well, I mean, I still can't think of anybody in the music industry like her. Like, she's such a funny person, such a kind person, such a great performer, like you were saying. Like, mm-hmm. she's just this, 
she's just like a like a ray of sunshine like walking through a, a mostly dark place not to say that the music industry is a dark right. place but no one really no one really goes at it like she does you know like it's just very yeah. different it's very interesting it is i she, yeah i wonder if she has a dark side you know what i mean she does everyone does i think i do t- but she almost has like the the pastor look where she's always happy yeah and it's kind of like can we at least just see like a medium face yeah please <laughs> like yeah <laughs> but maybe because her songs like deal with more of those darker things it's kind of okay that she's always like ha 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 and then her songs are like <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> they do um, yeah i was i was actually listening to her in, pre- in preparation for this podcast i was like maybe i'll come up with a reason and you know i didn't come up with a reason but i was like damn it i really like taylor swift you know i do I too like, she's just and she any really bad thing clicks. I could think of is just my ego trying to be like, I'm going to find something that she's <laughs> bad at, and I'm going to say that she's terrible. <laughs> it's just my ego. I think she's great. <laughs> I would go to any of her concerts. I will buy all of her CDs. So, Yeah. T-Swift. <laughs> oh, goodness. I know. Being on video. Yeah. This has been, this has been fun. It's been charming. <laughs> Um, we did get one email. Oh, that's right. Um, from our good friend, um, what do we call her on here? Um, Sarah Shamrock. Yeah, that's it. I knew her real name. I didn't want to. <laughs> What's her name I again? I only see her all the it? time. Um, so she, um, I talked to my teacher friends at school about the Tyler Henry medium show that I've talked about a few times. Um, and Sarah watched a few episodes and show, so she, um, wanted to ask, what would you ask a medium if you had the chance to, Oh, and if they were someone that could speak to the other side, who would you want to come through and talk to you? Who would I want to come back from the afterlife? No, no, no. Who from the other side would you want to come back and talk through the medium? So like, like with Tyler Henry, he like gets... Um, messages from relatives, friends. Oh goodness. Um, that's crazy. That last one is really hard. Yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of a question I would ask a medium. I can do mine. Can yeah, do go mine? for it. Go for it. Um, I experience brain fog to like a very high degree. I don't know if I've told you this. Yeah, you have. I don't really tell. Pe- I don't really talk to people about it because it's not really worth talking. You told about. me. Um, I told you, and <laughs> I don't know what causes it. I know that when I don't eat certain foods, it gets better, and I know that when I eat out at restaurants, it like spikes completely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've tried cutting out so many different things. Like I'm sure my family thinks I'm psychotic because some days I'm like I'm not eating this. Like I I'm not eating these foods. Mm-hmm. Um. So what actually what Tyler Henry also can do, I feel like I'm like, Tyler Henry can do anything. (laughs) Um, But he also markets himself as like a medical medium. So he can sense in people's bodies where um, they're prone to disease or where they do have disease. Um, And so I would ask him what it is in my body that is causing it. Because I have my own theories, but I've been to allergists and they I'm not allergic to any foods. Um so I don't know what it is and unless I have a brain tumor and I have anxiety enough where I've been through that, <laughs> but I, it's like, I, I don't think it's a brain tumor. I think it's definitely dietary. And so I would ask him what it is. Hmm. So. I would probably ask him to, um, uh, I would probably ask him if I had any like inner demons and if, if I did like, um, how to label them or what they do or where they're there. Um, Are you talking about inner demons in a sense of like external entities inside of you or like yourself, like things that you harbor in yourself? Any sort of like spiritual um, oppression sort of like anything sure. in my mind or in my body that is holding me back. And, you know, I, I don't need That's any sort question. of like exorcism from it necessarily, but... <gasps> 
<laughs> just to be like, this is what you need to you need to work on. Like this is sure this is where your oppression is from things. Um, yeah, that would probably be that one. I don't know about the second question though. Did you think about the second one? Uh, I honestly don't have many people that, and I mean, with in the show you see that even people that have died in your family, if they don't really have anything to say to you they won't come through. Right. So it's like, um, and I don't really think I have any relatives that have died or even friends. I haven't had any close friends die. Exactly. Um, Same. That would come through. So I'd be interested to see a, if anyone does, because <laughs> I, I feel like I'd be the one who'd be like, um, wow, this is weird. Um, nobody no wants to coming. talk to you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'll be like, Oh my gosh, it's my Monday through Saturday. <laughs> um, I would, uh, I don't really, I, I'm in the same boat with you, but if I had to pick someone, I would just go a little bit back up my family tree and just and just see if there's anything about the legacy that anybody wanted to tell me that is my family and just, and just ask, like, I don't even know what I would ask, you know, like, we're not going to have yeah. a podcast with them, you know, it's not going to be like an hour conversation and it's like, cool, so Thank where you, did you grow up? me on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So it would just be like fragments I'm or it would be simple <laughs> or, kidding. oh my God. That was a joke. Everything's comedy, right? It's okay. <laughs> right. You can make a hell joke. <laughs> I'm just like, hey, George, how you doing? I'm in hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, the oh, weather guy times. and a uh, family guy. Yeah, exactly. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. <laughs> Back to you, Deborah. <laughs> yeah. I lost my umbrella. <laughs> I'm at the wrong airport. I could keep going. Yeah. <laughs> He's one of the best characters. Yeah, he is. That's funny. Um, but yeah, I, I love the question. That's a that's a great um, question, Sarah. I like it. It and today's actually her birthday, so shout out. No way. Shout out. Yep. Shout out, y'all. Happy birthday, Sarah. Sarah. I'm a little late because this is going on on Tuesday, but happy belated birthday. It's okay. I'm sure she'll appreciate it. She will. Yeah. Oh, she, she will. will. <laughs> she better. <laughs> Um, um yeah so the last one what's our what's our last one the um character oh what what's it called that's I right remember. method acting yeah so so me and meth has actually had a super awesome conversation about method acting last week um that i wish we were recording because it was the best but um mathis can get into why we were talking about it yeah totally so i read this this blog post, this is what started my whole thought process of it. And when I started talking to John about it, I read this blog post and it talked about Jared Leto preparing to play the Joker for mm -hmm. Suicide Squad. And it was basically talking about like how terrible of a person he was like in <laughs> preparation for it. And what I took away from the article, and I think this was one of the points they were trying to make, was like how necessary is um, method acting, is being right. in your character all of the time. And like the article brought up, I don't know if you guys, if you guys have been keeping up with this. Kardashians? Keeping up with these Kardashians, yeah. If you haven't, I mean, it's really not that big of a deal. But Jared Leto's been doing some really freaky stuff on set. Like, yeah the first time that they had a um that they did their their full rehearsal read through of the script Jared Leto just marches into the room to sit down with the actors and throws a dead pig on the table in front of them just like walks in and just chucks his pig and smashes it into the table and i just imagine everybody else there is like you can do whatever you want to play this character but Please Don't do not. Bring in a dead pig. Yeah, please do not in, intrude on my life. And something that he just recently did, like he sent used condoms and used andal beads to like all the actors, and it's just like, why that that is, that is, uh, by definition, it is sexual harassment. Like, right? That is, uh, you know, a sexual topic or a subject that you're like pushing on somebody and. It's very I'm I'm very much of the mindset that acting is just any other job like it is an artist's job but it is any other job and you would not be allowed to do that in any other job. And I think that yeah. he's just getting sort of like this 
this free card. Free pass. Yeah, he's getting a free pass because he's playing the next Joker, <laughs> and it's like, well, of course he's going right. to act crazy, and it's like, well, I don't, I don't know that you, I don't know that that's how that works. Have the right. Yeah, I don't, I yeah. don't think that's how that works at all. But and then more generally speaking, after reading the article, I was, um, I was also prompted by the uh, the Tim Roth nerdist from a few months ago. I was listening to it, and they talked about method acting and. Tim Roth, um, who was on there for the Hateful Eight, he was like, oh, God, no. Like, I would never want to stay in a character. <laughs> as soon as, like, the film starts stops rolling, I'm like, I don't want to be in that character anymore. I'm my own person, and I want to detox, or not detox, but de-stress. And uh, mm-hmm. Chris Hardwick, the host of uh, The Nerdist, he was like, yeah, it seemed romantic when I was, when I was younger, like, watching early Robert De Niro and he was just fully in it. Like whatever he had to look like, whatever he had to do to his body, whatever he had to like, if he was crazy, he was crazy. Like he was going to do it. And he was, and he was saying like now as an actor, I would never, I would never do it. Like there's just, there's just too much that it does to you to want to do it. And um, yeah, I think basically what we're asking is how necessary is it? Like, what does this do to you? And is it even worth it? I think the first thing I thought of when you had brought that up is, especially when it comes to Jared Leto is, do you have to give up a part of yourself in order to play a character that in depthly? Cause they like, honestly, like become the character for however right. long they're um, filming. And so to me, it's kind of like, you almost have to give up, a little part of yourself and fill it with that person and it almost like gets very it seems like the boundaries just get very um what's the word blended um yeah or blurred like you don't i feel like it would cause a lot of dissociative things like you don't know who's who i'm sure it's not that intense but um yeah that was the first thing i thought of and that reminds me of daniel day lewis because when you look at the guy you just can't really place him. Like he just has this, this, yeah. uh, this shell of a human look to he him. He does. He looks medicated. <laughs> That's he looks medicated. Yeah, and you don't know where he's from when you look at him, and you don't know um, what he's like. And then it's like, and you're just like, is he just nothing now? Like, is he gone? Right. Or like, um, you know, do they not know who they are? And so then, because they don't have an identity, they kind of find solace in these characters. And, exactly. you know, having that be their identity for so long. And that's why they're so good at becoming these characters because they honestly don't have one themselves. They're kind of this, like you said, a shell that they can just mm-hmm. kind of put anyone in and you're like, voila. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, you if you want to look at the danger of it, look at the last Joker. He, I mean, I know he was method acting. Heath Ledger was method acting, playing the Joker in The Dark Knight and... Shortly after filming, I think they even had like one or two shots that they didn't get. He he died, and it wasn't. It was just medication. It was like he was just trying to stop being depressed. Right. In his in the film that he was filming at the time, mm-hmm. and you look at that and you're like, maybe maybe the Joker is the best part of the Dark Knight. I would say totally he is, is, but he's the best part of the whole the series. Nolan series. Yeah, but. But is it you know worth it in the end? Like, is there a is there a way to hit, to hit on that note without being a method actor? And I'm sure there is. Like, I just can't think of anybody right now. But right. Well, I mean, it seems, it it's hard because I I know so much going into a movie. Like, I know when somebody is method acting, and I wonder if I'm already like thinking to myself, this is a better performance because he he method acted it. Or if it truly does like leap off the screen, because when I think of method actors and different performances, they are some of the best performances I've ever seen. And I just right. wonder if it's like I'm psychologically like talking myself into it. Like, well, that's a great performance. He was that character for, for eight months, you know. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that we like really should look at is this idea that like actors, they literally are pl- this in my mind. This made so much sense, and then I actually started talking. And I was like, what are you saying? <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is me every day. Um, But like, their occupation is, you know, being someone else, you know, being a character. 
Um, and I think that method acting is when it be- doesn't become your job, but it becomes your life. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I feel like there's a dis- there's a distinction between like what you do as a job, which you play other people, but, and that's fine. And I feel, feel like it's a great job. But then there's the part where you take it too far, which in any job you can take your work way too far where you become too involved, where it's unhealthy. And I'm borderline thinking that that's where method acting is only because I think Mm -hmm. there is a line for each occupation. I do think it's different for everyone. Um, Like, I think if we are both actors, our lines would be different, but I still think there's a line. And I honestly, I, when I did hear about Joker, the Joker, about Joker doing that, um, and I honestly wasn't offended. I feel like I think he did take it a little too far, but I understood. I was like, "Huh, he's funny. He's the Joker." Ugh. Well, and the thing is, is that even if it's not offensive to us, it's like none of those actors signed up for that. It's right, like, and to them, it's probably I do not just their job. To be in this, exactly. I mean, like, Will Smith is no method actor. He's no. just there. Doing his job, so he's probably sitting and there watching Jared Leto throw Fresh pigs prints. at him. Right, and he's like, um, <laughs> and he's me. like, I'm just exactly. He's like, I, I have to go to yoga after pretend. this. <laughs> exactly. What? <laughs> I, I have to go to yoga after this. Okay, <laughs> chill your ass. Um, he, yeah, I mean, he's just like, I'm here to play pretend. Right. What What are you doing? You know. Yeah. Right. It's like, are you okay? Are but, you Are you okay? <laughs> are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> um, but, I mean, if you look at people like Robert De Niro, who was one of the the pioneers of method acting, I don't know if he just got over all of it, but he seems pretty fine to me. Like, yeah. he seems like a very, uh, like a kooky, lovable old man now. And I'm like, know. maybe he got over it, or maybe it's just come too far. Like, it's gone too far now. Maybe. But he... He was like the next Marlon Brando. Like Marlon Brando took it way too far. He was one of the worst actors ever to work with. Yeah. If you read about any of Marlon Brando's films, the directors were like ready to choke him out by the end of the project because he was such, he was such an ass to them. Mm. But, but I mean, Robert De Niro, he was the next guy. Like he was the big thing. He did it. And he seems okay to me, but I mean, granted, I don't know the guy, but there's a lot you can tell by looking at someone. (laughs) <laughs> What'd you say? It's a good old Bob. Bob De Niro. <laughs> yeah. Uncle Bob. Uncle How you Bob. doing? Um, I remember when we talked the first time, I was trying to think of kind of the opposite argument, um, which was uh, in regards to identity, but maybe these certain people, because they don't know who they are, they're trying to um, find them. Or no, it was this. They're trying to work through a part of their identity by uh, playing a part. So say they were like an abused victim. Um, either like sexually oh, yes, or yes, yes. mentally. And so they choose a character that was either abused sexually or physically. And through that character, they can find healing. And I do think that's a thing. And mm-hmm. But I want to say that there's a difference. There's be- a very big difference. Between, um, you know, using a character to work through something um, and then method acting. So I guess my argument isn't really a good argument, but it's still a good point about method acting. <laughs> No, yeah, I I would agree with that. But I think that you can get there without being a method actor for sure. But like, I feel like the the attraction is there because it's like, I want to be this person right now. I want to be this person who overcomes uh, domestic or sexual abuse. I want to be this guy who got over his PTSD, you know? Right. That's what I want to become. And maybe there's tiers to method acting. You know, tier one is kind of mm -hmm. that, like you're using the character, um, or you're just really trying to portray like a very tough role, you know, because there's those really dark roles that I feel like you have to give a little bit of yourself in order for it to be relatable and, you know, presented in a good way. And maybe that's like that first level where like you, ha- you, you there's yeah. healing for maybe not you, but for the audience, you know. Um, and then there's like tier two. I don't know what tier two is, but then there's tier three. <laughs> and girl, girl, that's where that's where Jared Leto is. <laughs> Right, yeah. Um, but I don't know. It That makes me wonder, like, where Jake Gyllenhaal lands on it because... Maybe he's I, the tier two. He kind of strikes me as the tier two. Exactly. I feel like he... The thing is, here's here's what you need to do. You need to know yourself if you're going to be a method actor. You need to know, know who thyself. you are. You need to know... Yeah, you need to... <laughs> <laughs> you need to be very strong in your identity. And I, 
I think that Jared, not Jared Leto, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal strikes me as a person who very much knows who he is and he loves to act, but maybe not. What Something else really interesting to me is that it's always a dark role. It's always a very dark role that you method acts. Like you don't get, you right. don't get super into a role if you're going to be like, um, I don't know. What am I trying to think of? I don't you're, know. I was kind of thinking of Trainwreck with Amy Schumer. But right. I feel like there you go. You don't maybe she was well, maybe she was working through because she put a lot of herself into that script. Um, so maybe that was in itself healing. I don't know. But I know what you mean. It's always the dark. At least the ones that get recognized are yeah. only the dark ones. Like, wow, he put himself through physical turmoil. Did you see Leo DiCaprio in that bear? Exactly. That reminds me while I was watching the Jungle Book, I was like, this is like the Revenant with a kid. This kid is just like stuck in the jungle and he's like <laughs> I was like this is this is a little too naturalistic and right. I feel like I watched a better revenant just now. Probably. Um yeah, probably. Maybe that's what he dreamed about as he was in the horse that night. He dreamed himself as a child in the woods. Oh my god. You goodness. know, smoking that, you know, horse intestine steam. Well, speaking of which, Leo DiCaprio brings up yeah. Yeah, speaking of horse intestines, Leo DiCaprio brings up another angle too because you, he always method acts and it always just seems like different versions of Leo, which we talked about. Right. And Matt Damon's and it's like, the same. <laughs> exactly. Matt Damon's the same. You never think like, wow, the method acting really made him disappear. And then you're like, well, what, how do you put your finger on this method acting thing? Because sometimes people literally just are giving their lives like Leo in the Revenant. And the whole time you're like, I don't remember who you are in this movie, but you're Leo DiCaprio doing a bunch of things, you know, like I don't know what character you are at all. And then it's like, well, I don't know if the method acting paid off at all, or maybe method acting is all he has because, because he doesn't disappear, which is a huge element. Like, I mean, look, Tim Roth is a great actor and he does he's not trying at all to disappear sure. yeah right he's not trying one bit yeah he doesn't try at all he just walks on no. set and he just he's like memorized hey. hundreds of lines from quentin tarantino in a day he's like <laughs> right. i got it he's like i gotta figure it out it's fine it's i also think that uh if you have really like uh gaping wounds from your past and you're mm. gonna play a dark character I think you need to be very aware of what your wounds are and do your very best to reconcile them. Um, and I would guess that Heath Ledger had some big wounds from his past. Yeah. And because those characters will infiltrate infiltrate those spots in you, you know? Like, they'll get into you. They'll mess with your psyche if you devote your life to them. Yeah. And I think, to be fair, I think we all kind of put on different characters throughout the day. This is going to get real deep. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? There's work, John. There's family John. There's John singing in his car, which is something. Um, you right. know, there's John in public. There's John not in public. You know, we all put on these different right. characters. It's just kind of like who's out at the time. So it's we almost are all psychotic. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, a, that's not the best argument for we're all psychotic. <laughs> but <know>. good effort. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is that, you know, we all know. put on characters and maybe – some of these characters are like extensions of their own personal characters. I don't know. It's hard because I'm not an actor. You know, I don't, I don't really, it's hard for me to put myself in their shoes. Right. It's hard to know, but I think it is a great topic for this show because it is, it is uh cultural. And I think that just based on the way that you and I think this is a very like spiritual I think, yeah. Uh, struggle for a lot of people. I feel like identity's I, been in, like, every episode we've talked about. It's just on my mind a lot lately. Yeah. <laughs> Which isn't yeah, bad. Is... It's not like we're... I hope we're not repeating ourselves. This one, we're definitely not repeating ourselves, because it's a whole different... No. Um, it's just... It's a whole... It's a whole dark matter to be somebody else entirely. Right. And I feel like you you could be biting off so much more than... Yeah. Then your your mind and your body are ready for. You hear that, Jared Leto? Don't bite you too ain't much not off. Ready. Girl. Did you see? Did you see that movie? I didn't see it, but I've heard about his uh, his prep for it. But he was in that movie about the 
the guy who assassinated I can't remember who he assassinated, but Jared Leto's the assassinator and the assassin. Assassinator is not a word. He's the assassin and he's like 300 pounds in it. Do you know what movie I'm talking about? I do not. Jared Leto's huge in it. Did he, and he gain the weight? He probably, Of course he did. What am I saying? He, he did, yeah. He put on all that weight. And in interviews afterwards, he's like... Yeah, it was grueling to, like, put it on, and it was even more grueling to lose it. Like, it was a terrible experience. And I'm like, okay. And after that movie was very poorly received by critics and audiences, he Why? he stepped away from acting for many, many years. And he was like, I just feel like people aren't appreciating my work. And I was like, maybe you shouldn't give your life to every role you're yeah. in. Like, acting's always... It's a uh, it's Russian roulette. You don't know what's gonna come of it, so maybe you shouldn't you shouldn't right. drop all of your all of your stock as a person into this that fat yeah, assassin, this, this fat man. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, just I can't find it. What what'd you say? I said I can't find it. I was trying to look it up. Oh, yeah, I can't remember what it's called, but he. For some reason, I want to say he assassinates uh, Martin Luther King Jr., but... Oh, Interessante. Maybe, maybe I'm way off, yeah. Must not have been Interessante because right. nobody liked it. Nope, no one liked Fat Jared Leto. I also, I, I think of Christian Bale a lot when I have this conversation with people because Christian Bale is a very good actor, and... I do wonder if if he's become a shell of a man or if yeah if he's fine. He seems so fine to me. I think he's fine. Like and it, he sort of strikes me as like a I I struggled with it and now I'm over it kind of person. Yeah. You know like the Terminator Salvation uh yes. audio with him just like flipping out on this poor gaffer. This guy's like trying to adjust a light and he gets his shadow in the shot and Christian Bale just loses his mind. And I think, you know, he's, he's like tearing the guy apart. He's ripping him a new one. And I think a lot of people are like, it's just acting. Like, how could that happen? And it's like, well, if you actually, I think a lot of people don't realize like where actors are willing to go with their minds right? to, to accomplish what they do. And I think that Christian Bale does, Christian Bale does really bring it every time he's in a movie. Yeah, I think so too. I don't even know where what where we were going with this. Like, I think I have, we hit it. I think we hit what we wanted to talk about about it. About yeah, about I it. wish there was some about about it. Hey, about a swing. <laughs> hey, about about a swing. Um, I wish there was some resolve to it. I just, I guess, my one resolve be. would be, my one resolve would be know yourself if you ever wanted to be a method actor, like. I know, but then if you think about it, who really knows themselves that well? I would say like 98% of the population of the world really doesn't know themselves that well. So it's like, can we really put that on to actors? I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't say you need to know yourself to like uh, 100%, but I think you do need to know yourself as much as like the top tier of people who would consider who would consider themselves very introspective or very self-aware or very... right. Like, you'd have to be in that top tier of people. Nothing about... Um, the Illuminati. Like, suppressed past. Yeah, yes. nothing with the Illuminati. That's not good. You can't be in a cult and be a method actor. Okay. Tommy Cruz. Do you hear us, Tom? Tom. He's not in the Illuminati, is he? No, he's Scientology. Unless yeah. he left. I was like... Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> good for you, boy. Good for you. Well, should we wrap it up? We guys, we did this for you today. We made it <laughs> short. Um, but this we is, this is our attempt at short. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's let's wrap it up. Let's do it. Yeah. Um. Um. I. I, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um. I. You, do you want okay. me to do it? Do you have it? You can do it. Okay, I was just gonna, I was just gonna do the regular sign-offs a little Dude, bit. You're a lot better at it than I am. So, um, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, 
we'd love to get emails uh, with questions and things you want us to talk about. So, And we'd like feedback um, on this episode because it's shorter. And th- I would say the main thing we heard from people um, in regards to constructive criticism is to making the episode shorter. So we really want to work hard on being more concise and to make it shorter for you guys. So if you guys liked it, yeah, please let us know. Um, I love how you were like, you're better at it. And I say like a line and you're like, also, I have things <laughs> to say, Mathis, shut up. <laughs> hey, no, I have a problem. It's okay. It's okay. I love you. Um, yeah. So you can email us uh, feedback or questions at hello and adieu at gmail.com. That's H E L L O A N D A D I E U at gmail.com. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter. Sometimes we do, funny things uh that handle would be at hello and to do uh, john is just the funny guy on the other end of this webcam right now because hey, it's not technically funny a webcam this sounds yeah, like what the are 90s. we 2003 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the cutting edge <laughs> um yeah thank you everyone who listened like john said we'd love to know if this is if this is up your alley right Math is it's been great. I actually enjoyed doing it like this. I did. It was it was good. <laughs> it was fun, yeah. Um I guess that's it. That's it. That's for it this for week's now, episode folks. of Hello and Adieu, Mathis, I bid you an adieu. And I bid you a very strong and good microphoned adieu, John. Adieu, adieu, adieu. Bye. Oh, okay, bye.